In this video, you will discover the five ways to draw him close to you. Hi, I'm Antje Boyd, founder and creator of the Magnetize Your Man Method and look, if you're new to my channel, comment, like and subscribe so you get notified for more juicy videos coming your way. So let's go ahead and dive right in. Tip number five is love the tension. You see, so many women that come to me have really a strong, anxious, anxious, avoidant attachment style. And what that means is they avoid tension at all costs. Because when they were a little girl themselves, when they experienced tension, when they experienced the unknown, when they experienced uncertainty, guess what? It wasn't good. It led to lots of disappointment. It led, it led even maybe to abuse. It led to all kinds of unexpected experiences that you for sure did not want to experience. So then what happens is you link the unknown to something bad happening. So if you experience tension in a relationship, let's say you're talking to a guy and you're waiting for him to call back. That's called tension because you are now actually like committed to an outcome him calling you, and that creates tension inside of your system. And the longer you wait, the more tension builds. So what normally happens is that women, in this case, either text again, call again, do something to release that tension. They call a girlfriend, they do this, they do that, and it's all because they're resisting the tension. Instead, what would happen if you fell in love with the tension? Look, when you think about seduction, when you think about flirting, when you think about anything polarity creating, and when you watch some movies, you'll actually see that the woman is very well aware that she's creating tension. She's playing with tension. How tense can it get? And the man also doesn't know how fast, how tense it can get, right? So there's a lot of unknown for him as well. And that is extremely, extremely attractive. Now, think about it this way. When you lean into tension, you're clearly communicating trust to the other person. You know it's going to turn out great. And guess what you also communicate? You communicate power. So the one who gets to hold the most tension inside of themselves without resisting it holds the most power. Hence, you will also get the respect that you probably so far have not received from this man. So believe me, try it out. Number four, become me-focused instead of him-focused. You see, when you go on a date, and if I was the mouse in the wall, what would I see most likely happening? You would focus on him. You would see what he's saying. Is he laughing? Is he smiling? Is he enjoying himself? Is he asking me out again? All the questions are related to him. What happens in that moment is you actually leave your own body. So for one, you're not actually connected to what's going on for you. Am I enjoying the date? Am I breathing right now? Do I feel my feet on the ground? Am I in my body? All of that is actually not present at all. And instead, you get more caught up and more lost in his experience. Now, what happens on the flip side is from his side... My men, my husband worked with men for 10 years. And so from his side, what happens is he's going to start to feel disoriented because he doesn't really know who you are. You turn yourself into a pretzel, right? And you're speaking more. Maybe you're asking him all the questions and you're so interested in him and you don't give him the chance to be so interested in you. 
this reminds me of one of the stories of a woman that I set up on a matchmaking date. You see, last uh, a few years ago, I attempted a few matchmaking attempts because I have quite a few girlfriends who are in the matchmaking industry. So guess what happened? He talked a lot and she asked a lot of questions. And then later on, she said, well, he was just talking about himself. He's just so in into himself. And then what turned out when I actually talked to him, not, not confronting him at all, just being curious, he's like, well, she was so quiet and I felt like I had to carry the whole conversation. She wasn't volunteering any part of her of information from her side and it felt really uncomfortable. You see, she would have never known that if she hadn't gotten the feedback from him. Now, of course, things shifted for her dramatically after she had this date and she learned to be more open and allow the man to focus more on her. So give it a try. Number three, trust your inner emotional script. Aren't you? What in the world does that mean? I'm sure you have not seen that on any videos on YouTube. You see, emotional uh, healing script actually comes from attachment style teachings and theories. So what you want to know here is that the body actually knows how to move from one emotion to the next. What we normally do is we have at least one emotion that we resist inside of ourselves. Usually it's either sadness, also known as collapse, and this oftentimes comes from when you had a childhood where sadness was not welcomed, or it was simply not modeled to you, or it was modeled to you in a very kind of victim, manipulative way. Meaning, for example, if you had a collapsing mom who was constantly playing the victim and being sad all the time, what did you start telling yourself? I'm never going to be like that. On the flip side, if you had a household where there was a lot of harshness and there was only, there's only the mind, it was only about intellect. This is even true for some cultures worldwide where there's not a lot of emphasis on emotions. So then what happens is you're resisting that very emotion. Now, same is true for anger. If you resist anger inside of yourself because your dad wasn't explosive or an abusive alcoholic or your mom was a raging monster, you said to yourself, I'm never going to be like that. Now, what's important to know about this is though, that what you resist persists. And I'm sure you've heard this many, many times. So I'm going to not repeat that again. But what you want to he know here is like, you're actually learning the courage to look at the very emotion that you're resisting. Here's the story. The story we tell ourselves is, Antje, if I allow myself to completely collapse and cry and grieve and be devastated, it's never going to stop. This is actually not true. What happens is, if I actually bring awareness to your nervous system, to that part inside of you that may be sad in that moment, that may be angry in that moment, that emotion actually starts to move. It starts to morph. It's like a metamorphosis, so to say. And it morphs into the next emotion. So it's a lot of schools out there, how the hierarchies go, what emotion goes to the next emotion, and so on. So for example, sadness could actually start to move into anger. Because finally, there's actually like so much energy being moved that it starts to go into anger, right? Like, what the heck? What is wrong with my parents? You know, or why men are like that? And so on and so on. And then 
And then after a while, it turns into like creativity or it create or it starts to turn into insights that you're starting to receive because you are actually saying yes to the emotion that's inside of yourself. That's the inner healing script. We all have that inside of ourselves when we allow ourselves to actually fully look at the emotion that we are very much resisting. Number two, very practical stuff, end the call first. So I went a little bit into psychological principles here. This is a more tangible action step. This has a little bit to do with point number five, which is about, of course, being able to hold the tension. You see, some of us can actually have, um, a, you know, um, abandonment, anxiety, right? Separation, anxiety. So every time when there's an opportunity that comes up, that's about separation, hanging up the phone, ending the date, like we actually have a really, really, really hard time because there's an unconscious part inside of ourselves that is afraid that this person, that we never see this person again. So if you, for example, had an emotionally unavailable parent, maybe even a parent that moved out prematurely when you were younger than six years old, like this can easily occur because you never saw that person again, or you saw that person after two years again, or the, what the, whatever the case may be, or if it was inconsistent response from your primary caregiver, which of course is the case for the anxious attachment style, right? Same thing. I don't know when I'm going to have the next date with this guy. I don't know if we have another phone call. So I'm going to stay on the phone with him the whole time. You guys, when I was like 18, 19, 20 years old, like 21, right? And I was running full on all of that picture perfect anxious attachment style description. I would literally be on the phone for like the whole night. Like my phone conversation would start when I came home um, from high school or from work, right? Like it's nine o'clock at night. And then at, at some point, like my cell phone would run out of battery and then I would get my home phone while my cell phone is charging. And so I would literally talk from like 9 a.m. at night, 9 p.m. at night, sorry, until like 6 a.m. in the morning when I had to start getting ready for school or for work. So that's the typical example of someone who just like can't let go, who just holds on for dear life. And then of course, you know, after I talked for nine hours with this guy I was dating, uh, for one, there was not a lot of tension left, obviously, because we were talking about anything and everything. Um, and occasionally, I was even talking to guys who would fall asleep on the phone. Don't do that. Be the one who ends the call first and he continues to stay intrigued and he's going to continue to respect you. He's continue to call you because he's going to want to close the loop. There's something called cliffhanger. And of course, you notice from advertisement that take very much advantage of that in the TV industry and how it goes is, guess what? You watch The Bachelorette and you don't know who she's going to pick at the final rose, okay? Because there's a cliffhanger, so you have to wait until next week. So that's the same situation that you want to create with a man. And finally, number one, change it up, cause a pattern interrupt. You see, we have this part in our brain called Broca. This part is actually predicting what it already knows, right? What do, could this all mean, right? And so what you don't want to do is the, have the man believe, oh, I know now everything about her. I don't need to call her again. I already know how her day was. I already know what she thinks. I already know how she responds. Oh, I already know how she's going to react to this. Like, no, you don't want to be predictable. 
However, this is not even real anyways because we actually have six different energies inside of myself. And I teach that in my home study course, The Six Feminine Archetypes. What we oftentimes do, we just focus on maybe two, maybe three archetypes. And the other three, they just fall to the wayside. It's oftentimes because we're scared to tap into them or we feel uncomfortable to tap into them or we feel irresponsible um, or embarrassed to tap into them. However, that's actually going to create charisma inside of yourself. You see, charisma is extremely, extremely attractive because you have not only internal character, but you have that radiance. And you want that radiance because that's that highly attractive magnetic aspect of you, quality of you, that brings that man back over and over again. So one of the questions that I would ask myself if I was you is how can I increase my radiance, right? And one one way how you can do that is by increasing your range. This goes a little bit also back to the emotional healing script too, but the emotional range, right? So if you're normally always nice and happy, Slow it down a little bit. Maybe be a little sensual. Not like nothing that you're not. You have all those parts inside of yourself. Find your own version of that. And I guarantee you, I still do this with my husband. We've been together for eight years, seven years married. And I still do that. And it still surprises him. He's like, wow, what happened? You know, where where did you just come from? And I know secretly he enjoys it and falls with me in love all over again. So try that out. If you like this video, I have a juicy gift for you. Click that link below and join the playlist free course on how to make a man chase you. And also, if you haven't done so already, take my free Magnetize Your Man quiz to get more detailed and designed strategies just for you by clicking the link below or simply going to magnetizeyourman.com. Ladies, I had so much fun creating this video. I'll talk to you soon. Take care.